Hey everybody, welcome to The Outsource Advantage. I'm Derek Kissos, your host, and I'm really excited today to introduce Tony Gorski, the CEO of UV Concepts. Tony, thanks so much for joining, and uh, can you give the audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, thanks, Derek. Good to see you again. Uh, welcome, everybody. And my, again, my name's Tony Gorski. I'm with a company called UV Concepts. Uh, we're in the ultraviolet light space in many markets, primarily in healthcare at the moment, uh, trying to take the pathogens out of the environments that are currently at risk. So if you're thinking of MRSA or C. diff or Ciaris or all of those types of microorganisms, our goal is to augment workflows to make sure that we can remediate that from uh, all environments, not just healthcare. Good to be here. Yeah, that's great. That, that's really great. And, you know, after seeing your product, I, I think there's a ton of use for it out there. Um, but, you know, really, I'd want to start this as I do with others is, is what it really inspired you and your team to create UV concepts in general? Yeah, good question. So I've been in healthcare. I've had two lives. I've spent 20 years in manufacturing, helping build supply chains across the globe. Many of those pharma and med device companies then parlayed that into the healthcare in the United States. I built a couple of companies trying to solve niche workflows inside of healthcare. And in one case, it was rounding technology, putting the nurse back at the patient bedside, not in the computer in the corner of the room, and then some others. And then uh, through contacts that I know, there was a company that took clinical research that showed a gap in portable equipment cleanliness. A lot of technologies out there in the room, in the patient room, in large areas, but they haven't necessarily solved things that go between rooms, and that's the niche we play. So clinical research back in about 2015, 2018 suggested that hand cleaning wasn't enough. We were still trapping these pathogens in wheelchairs and other portable equipment, and those become vectors of transmission across the environment. Our goal is to solve that problem. Uh, ease of use, no user manual, make it an easy addition to a workflow and not add any more pain to an already stressed healthcare environment. Yeah, that's great. I'll tell you, <clears throat> one of the things you just mentioned right there in, in wheelchairs, you know, in, in, in our company with patient transportation service line, you know, it's always one of those gray areas, as well as things like UV poles, that is it the responsibility of the housekeeping team? Is it facilities team? Is it nursing? And what ends up happening, as you know, as in our previous discussions, it kind of falls through the cracks, right? And so I think what, what you guys have done is remarkable out there. Um, you know, so pivoting off of why you started it, what, what, um, where do you see kind of UV and the entire UV industry going in the next, you know, I'll say five to 10 years, but as we know in technology, sometimes that's a week basis, but we'll kind of just say five, next five years. Yeah, and uh, a few things here to your point, uh, when we talk about, there's a lot of technology and a lot of money and a lot of venture money going after large communal areas. If it's resorts, education, healthcare, or other, uh, what they haven't really solved, and by the way, when they do that, and it's very good what they do, but it takes minutes, it takes a lot of labor to make sure it's set up correctly. What we try to do is we don't need anything but a contactless badge. It's kind of, we call it two clicks, two swipes to value. So you swipe in, you push something in to open the door, you swipe it again, to activate the cycle and you're done. So we didn't want this to be a heavy burden on a workforce. And I'll be very candid, what we searched for are companies like HHS because we saw the technology, but like you said, Derek, we don't solve the workflow. So who owns it? Is it nurses? Is it patient transport? Is it EBS? And there's some confusion on who owns this kind of forgotten workflow connecting all the rooms together and literally HHS solves that. 
So they bring the workforce, we bring the technology and together. It's probably been our best relationship. Yeah, that's great. You know, it's, it's interesting. All of the, you know, you hear about the UV cleanliness in the patient room, but as, as we know, when we take uh, risk on like HAI reduction, if it's coming from somewhere else, it's, it's tough to really manage that. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a unique product you guys came up with. You know, and to your point, Derek, about the next five years, uh, we thought back in 2017, 2018, maybe, and this is pre-COVID, we thought that this was a niche, we'd fill the niche, and we'd start to solve this problem. What's happened, and if we just move past COVID, uh, these pathogens are penetrating airports, they're pe penetrating uh, education facilities, and all of these other workflows that, again, we don't, our plan is never to create a large workforce to take that over, but nurses, or if it's uh, customers inside of a resort, let's put them back to the customers. Let's put them back to the patients and take this piece. Some call it top of license. Let's get them moving up in what they take care of and take this off their plate. And the key is we can't do it alone. And we need to augment that with someone who owns workflow. And we chose best in class with HHS. So we're very pleased with this. And for the next five years, you know, there's some discussions around how do we make that time frame shorter? How do you not introduce human beings to UV light? Are there safer mechanisms, which is why we have an enclosed chamber. Uh, but there's a lot of discussions and scope creep on how to take this and make it different sizes, different units, hard surfaces, porous surfaces, et cetera. That's where we're headed for the next three to four or five years. Oh, that's great, Tony. So we've talked a lot about um, kind of in, in generalities. Can you walk us through a couple of the either key features, capabilities, or differentiators of UV concepts? That's right. So imagine you're wiping anything down. It could be a chair in a cafeteria. It could be a food rack that goes to service patients in the rooms. If I stay in the healthcare space, uh, it could be wheelchair patient transport. It could be all of the portable equipment sitting in a patient room or an operating room that the minute you come out of that room, you're now a vector of transmission. Our goal is to reduce those vectors of transmission that kind of spread it unintentionally across an environment. So what will likely happen is uh, there's still a hand cleaning process. We're not gonna replace that. We're supplemental to that at the moment. And then when they clean it, what happens is there's still pathogens that reside. You throw, this, gotcha. our, you, you throw those pieces of equipment in our unit, you close the door, and in 60 seconds, there's a threshold for clinical research of how strong and intense the UV light needs to be. We're eight times more powerful than that. So through wow. our research with academic institutions, with NIST and some others, uh, we formulated a plan. UVC light is very good, but it takes many people minutes or multiple tens of minutes to actually achieve what we can achieve in 60 seconds. So we're really trying to make this a workflow adder with as least invasive as possible. So a 60 second cycle, eight times more powerful and touchless. All we need in an yep. environment is an outlet. We don't need uh, web, we don't need internet, we don't need connections and pods and nodes. We don't need any of that. All we need is an outlet to plug the unit in and it's self-containing uh, the technology, the Bluetooth technology, how we sync to our servers. And we have four components to what we do. We have the big enclosure that actually kills all the pathogens, deactivates, I should say, all the pathogens on a piece of equipment. But then we have a cloud platform. So any administrator or operations director can actually look at what's being cleaned, so on and so forth. But we also have a tagging system. So for key items, they might want to know when's the last time this has been through a cycle. We have a tagging platform. 
We have a badge platform, so it's completely touchless when you use our uh, unit. So the enclosure, the tag, the badge, and the cloud is kind of the ecosystem we go to market with. That's great. You know, that, that kind of pivots my mind to a follow-up question, which is, you know, the, the old adage of, and it gets attributed to so many people, and there's multiple ways to say it, but what gets measured gets done or what gets measured gets managed, right? And so can you walk, piggybacking off what you just talked about, the cloud um, and the platform you have behind the scenes, what do you guys track there, either through dashboards, reporting, alerts? Can you walk me through yeah. a little bit of that? That's right. I think the last thing that uh, healthcare workers, if I stay in healthcare, but I could pivot to other industries, if I just land in healthcare, the last thing they need is another login and another uh, dashboard they have to go look at. So we do push notifications and we know more Great. about the issues they're going to have before they do. So what we track is every cycle, the intensity of the lamp. Uh, we know when there is an error before the customer knows there's an error. So we're trying to be proactive here and not reactive and take that strain off of the management of the system. And we do all that in the cloud. It's not something you have to look at daily, but it's something that we're literally logging every cycle that runs through that machine, making sure the intensity of the UVC is appropriate, making sure the cycle times are appropriate, and making sure we're logging the pieces of equipment. We do not tackle any PHI. There's no risk of that. But what we are tracking are all of those levers that are important to leadership making sure we're basically turning the invisible visible for a portion of their workflow they can't see today. And that visibility we're providing is all of this equipment that goes between rooms that's kind of lost in the system. We're shining a bright light on that portable equipment. Yeah, literally, literally shining a bright light, right? <laughs> well said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know, it's interesting. Um, we have stayed a lot in healthcare. Um, you know, the, the, the pandemic really highlighted, I'll switch to higher education or education in general, right? Where, you know, my saying is always, we've moved in airports and in, in education facilities, actually every facility from the perception of clean to, you know, if they see a shiny floor, oh, this is great. It's wonderful. Now to, you know, I'll take students and their, especially their families or parents sending students off to school, you know, they want clinical cleanliness, right? They don't want to be worried about if, if their children are now connect, uh, uh, get the next bug that comes out or the next, you know, hopefully there's not another pandemic for everyone's purposes, but you know, now that's a major factor, right? Um, I've got many friends, my kids are too young, but I've got many friends with older children where they're literally considering like, okay, when we come on campus, it's not just where's the dining hall, how are the athletics, how beautiful is the campus, but <laughs> is this place clean? Is, is my child going to get sick there? And so, you know, are you guys looking at, at those education facilities, airports? I know your, your primary focus is healthcare, but can you talk about those other industries sure. as well? And, and, and you hit on it. So uh, there are companies that tackle vast spaces with UV technology. That's not us. Our focus is the, the problem is we have we intentionally have an enclosure because you're only as good as the line of sight. So right now, if I were a lamp looking at you, Derek, uh, I would actually kill the pathogens or deactivate the microorganisms on the front side of you. But on your back, it still exists, which is why we have an enclosed chamber. So we wrap our UVC lights around it to make sure we have no shadowing. Uh, and the reason this is important, if I take education, Think of all of the things people, kids, uh, teachers, et cetera, touch when they go to school. Those things are basically vectors of transmission throughout. They sit in a bucket, they come back out, they get used, they get back. Technically, you could wipe everything down. Just to be candid, that does not happen. So let's save us from ourselves. 
let's embed a workflow. You can just push it all in this unit. In 60 seconds, you know, uh, we can basically deactivate those microorganisms and you're now living in a safer environment. That's our intention. If I go to aviation, uh, not don't just think of the wheelchairs that are transporting customers. Uh, think of the food carts that are going in and out yep. of airplanes. Think of all those things that the plates are getting washed, the dishes are getting washed, the cups are getting washed. What's probably not getting cleaned appropriately are the transfer mechanisms, and that's what we solve. So we're basically filling kind of the last mile of cleanliness that we know we need to do, but it's just been hard for all these years to do the things that transfer between these big workflows. And I would say resorts. Uh, there's another thing. Imagine all of the headsets and the virtual headsets that happen in Orlando, and all of those need to be deactivated, the microorganisms. We solve that problem. Uh, we're working in Hollywood right now with some of the video game manufacturers and all of their headsets, et cetera, to deactivate microorganisms in that space as well. Uh, the challenge wow. is you, you can't have a shiny object syndrome. You have to kind of channel your energy into a space. And our channel originally was healthcare. We quickly have been pulled into these other verticals. And that's just to be candid why we're happy about HHS. You are in extremely similar workspaces that we are, and you solve a part of our workflow we simply don't have a solution for. So uh, it's been very good. Yeah, that's great. You know, in, in talking through that, can you, it, kind of a two-part question here is, A, you know, when you're working through these industries, they all have their unique challenges, obviously. Mm. Um, so first part of question is, you know, what's your R&D process like? Is there, is there a unique way you go about, do you look at generalities and then market focus? And then the, the secondary part of that is, are there some new things that you're working on, big techno mm. technological challenges or things like that? So sorry for the two-part question, but just popped into my head. Yeah, yeah. So... When it comes to um, environments, well, let, let's tackle the last question first. When we talk right. about R&D, uh, we can't do it on our own. So what we've done is partnered with Canon USA, the printer company, and they, we leverage their manufacturing footprint. We don't manufacture. We're out of Denver, Colorado. We don't manufacture inside of our facility. We actually leverage Canon in Newport News, Virginia, and they'll actually do the aggregation and assemble when we assemble on site. We also oh, leverage great. their implementation arm. They have 1,500 installers across the country. We leverage that as well. We also leverage them for our cloud computing platform so we don't have to reinvent the wheel because they're best in class. So we're really leveraging folks like Canon, but we also leverage academic institutions. Those that are writing articles into the clinical research, we're attaching ourselves to them. And I could name a few, but just know it's uh, universities that most everyone would know. The challenge is, Academic research and pragmatic application sometimes compete. And the trick right. is, how do you take these ideas and embed them into a logical workflow that can actually help an environment? That's where we come in. So right now, I just came out of a meeting. Uh, one of our uh, relationships is with the University of Colorado, and they have an entire division set towards this type of environment, and we're working very closely with them. Now, about the ideas that are being generated, Right now, we can kill uh, almost all microorganisms in less than 60 seconds in our enclosed chamber. But there's also some discussions about porous material versus hard surfaces. Mm -hmm. So what we're working on is how do we expand the aperture to tackle soft porous material, not just hard surface, and also introduce not just UVC light, but introduce some liquids. Think about peroxide. And if you put a peroxide mist inside of a chamber, you can actually accelerate and get the same log reduction in 10 seconds instead of 60 seconds. 
the whole goal here is not to, what I don't want to do is we don't want to create like your microwave, Derek, your microwave could probably cook your Thanksgiving turkey, but you probably have never done that. I don't want to, we don't want to create an environment where this unit can do a hundred different things and people only use it for two things. We have to be very intentional that we're not invading a workflow of an already tired workforce. We have to make sure we're streamlining it. So a lot of our technology won't be more intense UV light. It will be how to embed this smoother and, and streamline it inside of work current workflow. Education, aviation, government, the VA, healthcare, et cetera. We're trying to make sure it's streamlined because most people that are working in the workflow always wish it would be redesigned. And we're now getting inside of redesigning workflow spaces, not just adding technology for technology's sake. Yeah, that's fantastic. For your awareness, and, and, and uh, I don't want to make people think I take the easy road, but since I've moved to Texas, <laughs> I go to a local local barbecue place and buy my Thanksgiving turkey that way because it does a much better job than I do. So I don't use the microwave, but it is a quick fix. Well, it, you, you just made a comment, Derek. And, it, you know, if, if I just stay in healthcare for now, everybody that's working in healthcare, the nurses, the EVS, the staff, the doctors, everyone has 300 things to do and they're always late all the time. So how do you actually take something off their plate? So my analogy, my metaphor here would be oil changes. 30 years ago, we would actually change the oil in our cars. And since then, we've outsourced it to people like Jiffy Lube, et cetera, Grease Monkey. The same thing's happening in healthcare. Out of the 5,500 hospitals in America, let's scrape off of their plate things that others can be really good at and get them back, as you say, top of license, but get them back to the patient bedside. And one of the ways we do that is yeah. we partner with people like you. That gap has really caused a problem inside that workflow. So I, I, what we don't want to do is just chase technology and embed it and beat them down with it. It has to make sure it dovetails. And outsourcing things like housekeeping, EVS patient transport is a perfect relationship for a company like us. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, and it's, it's also people then who their whole job is cleanliness, right, and, and clinical outcomes, not on the, we think on about the it every patient day. care side, but exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, obviously ultraviolet and and what I would call, you know, the, the deactivation of pathogens or microbes. I, I love that. I'm going to steal that from you, Tony. Um, it makes me sound way more sophisticated than I am. So thank you for that. Um, you know, if someone's in this industry and they're looking to uh, how do I implement more um, yeah. UV? Uh, how do I tackle this challenge? You know, a, do you have competition out there in the marketplace? And I'm not asking you to name names, but if there is, you know, what should those um, buyers be looking for when potentially selecting um, an enclosed UV, I'd say, product like yourself? Yeah, it's a great question, Derek, because I'll be candid. Uh, there's a double-edged sword with COVID. COVID uh, brought to the center of the conversation the need to kill these microorganisms or at least deactivate them on surfaces. What's happened is massive skew proliferation, a lot of money chasing UVC in general, and not everything is created equal. So now what's happened is since COVID, we've created confusion in the marketplace, which is why if you read Clinical Research Today or any of the articles or journals, what they're trying to do is sift through the confusion to figure out what is pure. And what happens is, you have a hammer looking for a nail. Well, I have this UV technology, so let's just make sure everything fits what I have instead of right. what does the workflow require and what should we build for the workflow? So the companies that can match workflow are going to win. Those just chasing the hammer looking for a nail 
uh, are already, to be candid, struggling and are now looking for partners because uh, they've confused the marketplace. So we, our goal is we're trying not to chase a shiny object. We're trying to stay with portable equipment. We're trying to stay with things that fit in an enclosed chamber to make sure that we are removing those vectors of transmission, they're called. So think of a wheelchair. That wheelchair, you take a patient, all the activity in the room is making sure that patient is safe and clean. And then we put them in wheelchairs that are often extremely dirty. And that wheelchair is now a a vector of transmission through all the workflows, all the hallways, the elevators, the different rooms, the lobby, the ED, and all you're doing is spreading it. Yes, you yeah. can hand clean and that is effective, but now we're introducing harsh chemicals to a very uh, a patient that doesn't really need to smell those harsh chemicals. And the UVC light provides a supplemental process to reduce those vectors of transmission. Uh, that's where I think people should be focused. Unfortunately, what's happened is in our industry, the UVC industry, we're trying to do the hammer nail approach in some of our competitors and is frankly confusing folks, which is why we end yeah. up centering on workflow because then the customer says, well, Tony, how should I be thinking about this? Because I hear this over here. I hear this over here. Help me design the workflow. Your technology is a component, but streamline the rest for me. So what we end up doing is creating almost like a, if you take portable equipment, some companies are using what are called CES, centralized equipment cleaning and supply. So they'll bring everything down from a room, clean it in 60 to 90 seconds, bring it back to a room knowing that it's clean versus letting it just sit there and remain a vector of transmission. It's a long answer, but to be candid, it was yeah. much cleaner, pun intended, much cleaner in 2018 and 19. The confusion through COVID has forced us to really educate our customers, not just in healthcare, but, you know, aviation's chasing this and resorts and education and food services and all of those types of things. So an education platform is also one of the things we're providing. So we've created something called the UVC Academy. So let's teach oh, wow. them how to actually manage the workflows. And to be candid, uh, HHS does this very well. So we're looking to dovetail that, teach them what to do. Then they can make their own selection. Do they want to embed yep. this? Do they not want to embed this? but we don't want to force this upon them. Long answer, but thanks no, for the question. Tony, I, you know, I think it's great because the way you, you use workflow in that context, I think is absolutely critical because, you know, as I round hospitals, um, as we're looking to enter new partnerships, there, there's two common things I see. One on my previous guest with, with uh, robotic floor care, yeah. the amount of time I see a robot just sitting in a storage room not being used because someone didn't think about the workflow or think about how to align to the tools you're bringing in. It's the same way with some of the portable UV equipment that go into patient rooms. You'll see those products just sitting and collecting dust. And it's exactly because someone didn't have the either the forethought or, or the execution of changing a workflow and redesigning how do you do something. And so I think, yeah. I think you guys thinking about that on the front end is absolutely critical. And, and to your point, you know, uh, many of those things you push into a room, turn on and leave, and it has to be quarantined basically for 10 or 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. that's heavily reliant on a human being to make sure it's done properly. We're trying to strip away the human condition and make sure that it's a repeatable process, which is why we have right. an enclosed chamber. Uh, I say that because th this workflow design, we're being more asked more and more to engage and lean in there with the technology as a byproduct instead of yeah. just, oh, here's our feature function, please buy our stuff. That does not work. You need to help them streamline the workflow because they don't really have that expertise and there's a confusion. Is it this group, this group, this group, who owns it? My hands are off. 
we're trying to add some clarity to that process. And you guys are helping us, by the way. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. You know, one of the other things that that I was interested in is, you know, is there anything UV Concepts in general is is really proud that you hang your hat on that that whether it's and you don't have to name a customer, but something that you've solved, um, something that's been different that's really kind of put you guys on the map because because you guys come up quite a bit and and I think it's exciting. Um, but is there something you guys are most proud of achieving? If I stay uh, if I stay in the video game space, just because our listeners might yeah. be interested in that. Uh, we have disrupted the flow of how they use. Imagine uh, you have these things in Hollywood and, and, and the resorts where you have a, a bunch of things that have been used that sit in a pile that are frankly all vectors of transmission. And it hasn't even been thought about before. The good thing about COVID is they shined a light on the problem, but they didn't know how to solve it. So being able to show them a significant log reduction, which means out of every 100 items, 99 of them would be uh, sitting with active microorganisms post-use, it's zero. So watching wow. them see how clean, and, or I should say how uh, an environmental area has been supplemented with our technology, they just never knew that existed before. So we're actually teaching right. that environment. In healthcare, uh, the biggest bang we've had is not just throwing machines in, but helping them figure out a workflow. So picture these things, they almost have to be like Coca-Cola machines. The more yeah. you have access to it, the more likely you're gonna to be to use it. And what we don't wanna do is just let the big hospitals that have the money use the technology. The forgotten folks around here in healthcare are typically the critical access, rural hospitals yep. that have no funding. We have to find a way to bring this technology there. And that's what we're centered on. So the biggest bang for the buck for us is getting people who never thought they could achieve the state-of-the-art technology because they have no funding. We've been very creative with them to make sure they are keeping their environments safe. So that's oh, the biggest that's fantastic. thing. You know, one of the things that I think about is getting back to the perception um, versus clinical cleanliness piece is, you know, if I'm a patient or a visitor or even staff member at like any facility, whether it's a hospital or not, I think it'd be really interesting and interested, interested to hear your thoughts on if you guys do this is not have them in a, in a central place down in the bowels of a facility, but actually put them out where the people are about to get in a wheelchair or about That's to get it. in something. And they see, you know, yeah, they may not see the shiny blue light like you do when you, you, you disinfect a, a bathroom, but they'll see the wheelchair coming out of that. And all of a sudden, ding, it's, oh, that's clean. And well, so do you guys point, also think about that as you install right. these, these, these products? And if I, if I throw a word out there, I know you're going to know, but as you look at that perception and its effect on HCAPs, there's a direct yeah. correlation. So, 100%. you know, we do have environments where it's sitting, you know, the game, it's sitting in a basement somewhere next to a service elevator. And that's where they do a lot of the behind the scenes workflow. But and there are environments in food, nutrition and patient transport in the ED. You want to brag about you want to show your patients and your customers and your veterans that you're actually working to keep the, the environment safe. And that has gone very well. As a matter of fact, some of our customers have actually used our unit to advertise what they're doing uh, inside of their environment. So when the customers or patients walk into a hospital, they can actually see the mission, the goals, the value set of what they're trying to do with their cleaning environment with us included. So it's really become, and we've actually taken photos. Our customers have sent us photos of patients and giving us a thumbs up and those things. Because as you walk into an ED, You'll see our unit there, and they have a first in, first out mechanism for their wheelchairs, as an example. And every wheelchair yeah. has a tag on it, so the patient knows the chair I'm sitting in 
is actually safe for me to be sitting in. So that's the tagging environment has actually been a very positive place for them to visually see, yes, this has actually been uh, deactivated. That's fantastic. Well, Tony, any any parting thoughts as we wrap up here just on, you know, UV concepts, the, the market in general, any closing comments? I would, I would just say for those, I'm not sure who the customers are going to be that are looking at this podcast, uh, there's confusion out there. And I would, you have to say to yourself when you're considering things like this, chase clinical research because it's the best way to get academia connected to real practice and chase that research to make sure you have a center point. And then after that, understand that the technology is one thing, impeding a workflow and making it more complex in an environment is the last thing you want to do. Make sure you're understanding the workflow environment so it's just not another adder. Uh, healthcare, I can speak to that uh, mostly, uh, are tired of the next shiny object. So don't right. be that thing. Make sure you're giving them value way outside of what you're actually selling. I think that's the, the key. So I hope those listening uh, can understand that. You're probably living that pain today. And just know folks like HHS and UV Concepts are joining forces to remediate that for you in your, in your life. Yeah, that's great. And actually, I think that's great advice for anything someone's about to buy is think of all those intrinsic or, or intangible things on the outside that may not make it work as successful as you're about to spend the money on. Um, and then I always like to close with this, Tony. You know, give us, give us something that, that people may not know about you that you're passionate outside of work. I'll give you a couple, uh, one personal great. and one kind of, you know, we get trapped in trying to build a company in these things. So we're pretty passionate about community service. So as an example, just real quick, we partner with someone in the state of Colorado and some other areas called Food for Thought. The real pitch Great. here is that most kids in that are poverty stricken eat in the classrooms. And the minute they go home, they don't eat for the weekend. So we actually pack lunches for them with hundreds of other people under a bridge in Denver, Colorado. So we make sure that at 3 p.m. on Fridays, they can eat over the weekend with their family. So I think it's important for us to lean in, it kind of gets us detached from the day-to-day -day grind of our business and kind of give yeah. back. That's one. And then something fun. On, by the way. Yeah. Something fun on the personal side is I happen to rate golf courses uh, for one of the big magazines. I've been doing that for 20 plus years. So I geek out on golf course architecture uh, and we could have a whole podcast on that, but I'm very active. I've um, been around the world playing probably 1200 courses helping boards, helping country clubs, helping municipal golf courses figure out how to maintain and preserve the great courses they once had. So that's fun. That kind of keeps oh, me, my fantastic. brain working, my brain working outside of healthcare and aviation and all this UV light. Man, I'm, a, I'm an avid golfer. And the only thing I care about is where's my ball? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> You're taking it to a whole new level. Good golf course architecture would help you find your ball every time. That's right. So there's a whole, whole chat that's we right. can have. Yeah, I try to steer away from Ross courses. They always they lead my <laughs> eyes down the places I don't want to go. Well, Tony, <clears throat> the last thing I'll ask you is, you know, um, obviously we'll we'll put this um, in the comment section and, and have a, ways that people can get in touch with UV Concepts. But what's your guys' preferred approach if, if people want to reach out to you just to get smarter in this? Yeah, uh, first of all, I'm accessible. So my email, you guys will show it, Tony G at UV Concepts. Reach out to me. Uh, if it's nothing but a short chat, even if you don't even do business with us, if you're looking to learn, I'm happy to lean in. Of course, you can go to our website, uvconcepts.com. Uh, but I, I, I tell you, if you're really searching and learning without bias, I'm happy to have a conversation with you to try to figure out your workflow, regardless of the vertical you're in, healthcare, aviation, education, resorts, or otherwise. Just find some trusted sources. 
that aren't trying to just push feature function on you to help you solve your real problem. That's what I'd say. Yeah, that's great, Tony. Well, thank you for coming on the Outsource Advantage. Uh, listeners, I hope you gained a lot out of this. I sure did. And uh, happy to see you guys next week. Thanks so much, Tony. Have a great week. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate it.